This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Gary Palmer is suggesting that the full recordings and transcripts be released to the public of Joe Biden being questioned by special counsel Robert Hur over Biden's handling of classified documents while he was a senator and vice president. Palmer says that the most logical step for the White House to do is to release those recordings since Joe Biden is pushing back at Hur's report with Joe claiming that he's not forgetful as described. In Hur's report, he declined to prosecute Biden for willful violation of laws regarding the classified documents, and that's all due to the mental decline that Biden was exhibiting during the time that Hur questioned him. Palmer says that if Biden is correct and he's not experiencing mental decline, then there should be no blockage of the release of those recordings. And if it turns out that Biden is as mentally fit as he claims he is, then he should be charged with breaking laws for possessing classified materials as a private citizen. Alabama Congressman Barry Moore says the weaponization of government against U.S. citizens is the number one concern that is expressed to him when he talks to his constituents here in Alabama. Moore said that this has led him to create the Public Health Emergency Accountability Act, which is a bill that terminates a public health emergency declaration within 90 days from it being issued. Moore says that Americans were able to observe and experience the federal and state government use COVID-19 as an excuse to take more control over citizens' lives and to infringe on their basic constitutional rights. He says that was done through mass mandates, vaccine passports, and vaccine mandates within the military. Moore says that Americans should feel free to exercise their constitutional rights without fear of retaliation from the government and its bloated bureaucracy. Well, the Porch Band of Creek Indians are expressing concern and reluctance to the two gambling bills that were offered last week by state lawmakers. This all happened at the very start of the legislative session. The PCI is apparently requesting that there be amendments placed within both of those bills. HB 151 is a constitutional amendment. HB 152 is the legislation that enables state lawmakers to license and regulate gambling entities. The PCI now have amendments that they want placed on both of those bills, and their support of the gambling bill overall is contingent upon whether those amendments are included. The PCI says that their concerns are well-founded in how this legislation could affect the tribal businesses that are currently operating here in the state. On a recent 1819 News podcast, host Brian Dawson brought up this whole issue of gambling with Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth. Ainsworth broke down the various entities here in the state who are vying for some part of this gambling legislation or none at all. You've got the lottery people, right? And I think if that was on the ballot, I mean, everything I've seen, I think would pass overwhelmingly. Um, But, you know, that won't just get on the ballot. Yeah. Okay. Then, so you got that crowd, right? Then you got the anti gambling crowd that doesn't want anything. Yeah. Right. And then you've got kind of like the casino crowd, and that's even divided into, you know, the Indians and, you know, uh, the dog tracks, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, to get all those people on the same page and to get a bill they're going to agree with is about impossible. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that's just because, uh, so. Ainsworth also indicated that the state Senate has not been really focused on the whole gambling bill as a huge priority, unlike what's happening over in the Alabama House. I don't know, but I'm just telling you, I haven't had many conversations at all, like maybe one or two, but it was just very high level stuff. So I don't know. I just, you know, we'll see what happens. But I mean, right now in the Senate, we're not focused on it. Okay. 
The Prattville Otago Library Board has some new rules on how to handle obscene books and other books that advance LGBTQ sexual ideology. The new policy will have separate library cards for those who are under the age of 18, and it does not allow them to check out that obscene material. They can only check out those books deemed age-appropriate when it discusses human anatomy and sexuality. Any further obscene books will not be purchased by the library board or put on display, and those controversial books still at the library will receive a red warning label on the spine. State lawmaker Susan DeBose has filed a bill that codifies the biological definition of a man and a woman, male and female, and a father and a mother. This definition will be used within public facilities that establish a single-sex space, such as bathrooms or locker rooms. In the bill, DeBose writes that the purpose is to bring clarity, certainty, and uniformity to laws here in the state regarding sex discrimination, as well as services provided particularly to men or women. The legislation starts out by saying that men and women are legally equal, but not physically the same. The bill also makes allowances for someone who has an intersex condition, but it does not classify them as a third sex or allow them to choose their gender. A Huntsville attorney is looking to return the Ten Commandments monument to the Alabama Judicial Building in Montgomery. Attorney Dean Johnson recently launched the Restore the Commandments website to create an online petition. Johnson is doing so after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in the Kennedy v. Bremerton case back in 2022 that ruling supports biblical references in the public domain. The Ten Commandment monument in Alabama's courthouse was removed back in 2003. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is back in the hospital. Austin was admitted to the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center on Sunday afternoon. That event was announced this time around by the Pentagon Press Secretary Major General Pat Ryder, who said Austin was experiencing symptoms consistent with another bladder issue. The White House staff, Congress, and other officials were notified of Austin's latest hospitalization, unlike the last time that occurred at the start of 2024. 17 Republican senators decided to join Democrats in pushing forward a bill that sends $95 billion in aid to Ukraine and other countries. $60 billion of that would go to Ukraine, $10 billion to Israel regarding the Gaza conflict, and the remainder to Indo-Pacific allies that are resisting communist China. This bill has zero legislation in it that deals with the U.S.-Mexico border crisis. It comes after Republican senators all resisted the deal that was negotiated by Mitch McConnell and James Lankford with Democrats Chuck Schumer and other Senate leadership. The Republican senators who agreed with sending this taxpayer money overseas before any money or legislation is passed to address the U.S.-Mexico border include Mitt Romney of Utah, Bill Cassidy and John Kennedy of Louisiana, Joni Ernst and Chuck Grassley of Iowa, John Cornyn of Texas, and Mitch McConnell of Kentucky. Both senators in the state of Tennessee are demanding answers from the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security after 600 non-citizens from the countries of Guatemala, Venezuela, Honduras, and Mexico are being resettled in Nashville. Both Senators Marsha Blackburn and Bill Haggerty accused DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas of turning every town into a border town, which is now being affected by the Biden border crisis. Blackburn and Haggerty insist that the residents of Tennessee should not have to bear the brunt of Mayorkas' failure to secure the border. Ever since Biden assumed office, there have been 8.5 million migrant encounters as part of the catch-and-release program that was implemented by Biden and Mayorkas. The two of them replaced Donald Trump's Remain in Mexico policy within hours of Biden entering the White House. 
Over in Georgia, an Atlanta-based television station is reporting that the case against Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis is really heating up in that state. Apparently, there are whistleblowers coming out of the woodwork in order to testify against Willis for her misconduct and sexual relationship with Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade, as well as mishandling of federal and state funding through her office. State Senator Bill Cowsert spoke with Fox 5's Atlanta about what a special committee on investigations is preparing to do regarding Willis and Wade. You lose the confidence of the public in the fairness of our criminal justice system if they think prosecutors are engaging in prosecution so that their lovers can get rich. There are whistleblowers inside the Fulton County DA's office that are that are raising complaints and allegations about the misuse of both federal funds and state funds. That committee does not have the power to remove Willis from her position within the district attorney's office. However, they do have the power to introduce legislation that would curtail that activity or redirect funds going to the DA's office. Donald Trump was in the state of South Carolina this past weekend ahead of the primary election to be held in that state later this month. Trump brought up the recent report from the special counsel Robert Herr over the classified documents that were found at Biden's home and in his garage next to his Corvette. Trump pointed out that if Joe Biden is not mentally capable of being charged with a crime that he willfully and knowingly did, then he's certainly not capable of leading the country in the future. Two days ago, the Biden Department of Injustice let Crooked Joe off the hook for some of his very egregious crimes, including his brazen theft of classified documents long before he was ever president. He's been doing this for 50 years. They couldn't believe it. But they said he was a uh, disaster mentally and he willfully stole gigantic numbers of classified documents, willful. But because of his condition mentally, is this guy gonna make it to the starting gate seriously? When I return to the White House, I will have no higher priority than cleaning up this rot and this corruption and restoring fair, equal, and impartial justice under the constitutional rule of law. The special counsel's report tries to let Biden off by claiming that he is too mentally incompetent to convict at a trial. But if Joe Biden is not fit to charge, they're not going to charge him with a crime, but it's okay for him to become commander-in-chief. Think of that one. Thank you, that one. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 